Hello everyone, welcome to the Hyderabad Hiccup. I'm Kritar Jha. And I'm Saurav Sengupta. And today we are doing an episode after a long time. That's a lie, isn't it, Saurav? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you say so? We just did this last weekend. Yeah. And left it midway, so we're, we're doing it again. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, technically, that's not an episode then, right? That's not an episode. So we are doing it after yeah, a long you, time. You, you're only c- uh, considered someone who's uh, scaled the Everest if you've gone up and and you've come down yeah yeah not if you went up your phone rang and you left <laughs> midway <laughs> <laughs> also that way have you read the jeffrey archer novel he writes about this story right about this guy who's actually the first one guy to scale the everest oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i had the friend who read it and couldn't stop talking about it <laughs> not, you, not you not <laughs> you <laughs> okay then no, no, uh, no, this no, is no. what the podcast <laughs> is going to be about <laughs> if it wasn't me <laughs> No, no. So what about it? So yeah, so this this, right, this dude, so it didn't count. It didn't count, and it's also speculated that he reached. He, I mean, it's like a weird speculation in the sense his wife, his wife had, I, I don't really remember exactly what, but his wife had asked him to leave something once he reaches the peak. His, it's actually a pretty amazing story. Um, <laughs> we were, uh, we it, made a little bit of fun of it, yeah, but uh, yeah. So his wife asks him to leave an object. I don't exactly remember what. Some some object of sentiment. In uh, when uh, at the peak, Janda Gaad ke aana. Janda, ha, unka Janda rupee wo hota hai. And then, because of bad weather or something, they just don't find him. Uh-huh. Okay, and at this point of time, they really don't know where he is. In 1997, they find they find his dead body, complete like completely frozen. So nothing has changed. Like he's still young and like because the body hasn't decayed. Oh no. So everything is intact, and they don't find that object. Like they oh. check his pockets and everything, and they verify that with his wife too. And so they, so that's the speculation that he did reach, he did scale the Everest, but he didn't come down. So then, uh, that's the controversy, right? So do you call him the first man to scale the Everest and take the way away credit from Sir Edmund, right? Ah, Edmund Hillary. I see. And then it was finally understood that that is the that's the whole deal. Like you have to come down too because that is also a challenge, right? Once you've scaled it. <laughs> right so i think <laughs> that's, what <you're> where, <laughs> that's where that's <laughs> where so i somehow went from yeah so i think what you're trying to say is yes we are doing this after a long time and that statement yes. is accurate yes this is the and we're doing it after a really long time too yeah how long ago about a year i guess about a year more I, than a year I, I mean as long as the pandemic right because our last show was in march uh, yeah we we did the uh, live event february 14th not very difficult to remember yeah, yeah, yeah. last year yeah, 2020. But, yeah, but then you know, in the in a similar vein that you had to come down from the Everest, uh, we re-recorded that. <laughs> yeah, we re-recorded that. A few weeks. We later. knew we knew about th- that. It's not an, an episode until it's an episode. Yeah, we knew we were re-recording that. <laughs> yeah, and coming down is always room. difficult. You know why? Because editing is like effing boring, right? So, I think what I'm just trying to say is that <laughs> I enjoy yeah, rec- I enjoy definitely. recording these yeah. things, I, but. Post production is a. I don't think anyone says enjoys passion po- editing. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think anyone says that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, An editor's job is crucial. I'm not saying no to that. Like I don't know if editors are listening to us and we're yeah. not. We're calling them non-passionate people. Maybe they love their jobs. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. On the only thing is, all the editors I've spoken to always seem a little annoyed <laughs> with it as well. Yeah. Even and if also really good. Yeah, I, and I mean. It's just that we enjoy recording more than editing, perhaps. 
not just like we don't have anything against just editing stuff right like yeah maybe there's a bunch of editors sitting down at a podcast and saying oh my god the speaking part is so <laughs> annoying <laughs> but why is that i'd much stuff? rather i'd much rather be like uh, taking care of uh, what explo- explosives and yeah uh, yeah Yeah, do you remember the last time you we were recording this podcast and I was removing the my mic because I had to take like huge breaths because I was out of breath while talking? <laughs> yeah, and we 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 thought like we we were great with mics and mic handling and we were actually going and training our guests thinking that we were great. But yeah, and wait till you're sick and you're not able to breathe. <laughs> hey, at least I was sick. You were burping into the mic. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 have aerated beverages. As we said, it's been a long time since we've done this yeah um, but like we sure we sure are glad to be back right we are we are but but sort of tell uh, tell us something more about uh, you've now become a full fledged tabla player right and uh, that's been yeah 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 and not a lot of people say that <laughs> like <laughs> you know occupation tabla player you know yeah. that's uh, i'm i'm going to change my uh, instagram descrip- description now i'll go full fledged tabla player yeah 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 so you know how you know it's interesting so you how did you start out like how did you decide that you know this is what you wanted to do essentially i was <laughs> i played method of el- elimination really <laughs> now that i look look at it like i tried engineering uh and i'm talking not even engineering engineering i'm talking engineering entrances and i sucked at it i didn't make it to any <laughs> i didn't make it to I, i didn't clear any exam like like my rank was horrible and then i was like let me get into the army because that's what i that's i mean i it had a certain appeal to me at that when i was that what 18 19 years old to the uniform or, and the fact that it was generally okay for an okay career to have i guess so yeah so yeah i i didn't make it through there i mean i didn't make it through the interview but then they are like so i, I mean i wear spectacles okay in case people haven't seen me <laughs> we'll put <laughs> which they haven't if they've <laughs> ja- only known you since uh, uh, by hearing this podcast yeah by hearing this podcast we'll make sure our instagram post has uh, for this episode has uh, like my spectacles <laughs> only my spectacles not me <laughs> wearing my spectacles but yeah so uh, essentially uh, i think the standard was like 2.5 or something and one like i think my left eye had like 3 so that was the margin and i i mean I, in retrospect i should be thanking them for leaving me out like the person i've turned out to be <laughs> would definitely would not survive in the army even for a day but yeah that would have been a different life sometimes i really sometimes think about it it's, it's actually fascinating to think what do you think what do you think how 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 would i have been in the army though like you know i i i, I in case like people are wondering like both me and kritat like we roam around in kurtas or t-shirts and harem pants that that's sort of something we uh i don't know that's basically our taste and that's very contrary to what people in the army wear or you know even have a taste for i guess i don't know yeah i mean i i see why you why you really like the movie shorya now 
not because of the dialogues yeah uh, not because of the dialogues or kk menon <laughs> yeah but no i think um, i think uh, from my point of view if you were in the army you get up really early in the morning and right now you do get up very early in the morning <laughs> to take classes yeah. so basically that's it right that's the army getting yeah, up at so 6 a.m every day <laughs> yeah any of you who are like basically morning people army is like yeah army is like one of your definite options <laughs> do you wake definite. up without an alarm <laughs> we want you <laughs> so yeah so basically uh, getting back to it i uh, i applied to the nda didn't make it i mean i made it through the interview and they were like these two what they called medicals where uh, that was some experience again there was this this so you had 10 days of medicals and this and every day was pretty much like this and this is the worst day so we had something called dental and the way things work in command hospitals or these whatever army hospitals they called command hospitals military hospitals essentially is that like your your candidates right so you're you're really nobody over there you're you're going to join the army so they don't really care about you so you know like, like the order of priority over there is that you show up you sit down you wait for whatever number of patients are there they finish and then some some cadets may come because this was again pune so people were actually coming from nda like cadets to get themselves treated whatever medical certification clearing themselves out of some injury what not so it was them and then it was uh, whoever else <laughs> they were because there were people because we were sitting in one department for 6 hours every day all you had to do was sit over there and wait for your turn and they used to do simple things like so for example this is the funniest part like like th- this is what i found funniest we went for dental and it was supposed to be a dental day so we had breakfast we go there and we are sitting for 6 hours that dude just calls me in counts the number of teeth i have and says okay up fit over be So what? Yeah, so basically you have these departments, okay? These no, not more than 10, like 15, 11 or 15 departments you have and you have to get a fit certificate or like a fit stamp from each of them. And then your file and only then are you completely fit. So for example, I was unfit when it came to the ophthalmology for the eyes essentially, right? Because because of the what I just mentioned. I think my left eye was like 0.5 more than the standard or something. so i get an unfit thing and then you can go review so that's how it works so essentially after like whatever 10 15 days which seems like more than a few years you're waiting for that file <laughs> with <laughs> with this fit in every department so that now you can you can just wait for your merit list and on the basis of merit you usually make it and 80% of people who are fit usually make it through the merit list because even if you are like way you're like a little low in the merit list lots of there'll be a lot of unfit people like me as in unfit uh, because of some department right right anyway so <laughs> similarly essentially it was like a dental day and we were really wondering why do we need like a dental thing but we need it so we thought that okay we're waiting i mean every day you w- waited for 6 or 7 hours and you something really happened to you like you went in for example if it was like an eye thing hey, yeah and and you know you you might need your teeth you're like captured by the enemy and you need your teeth to like <laughs> yeah, chew out you know, of the restraints yeah like i, I he, he he he's a better cadet than you because you he has like <laughs> he has he has all his canines and therefore he could like chew out the rope which i don't know i don't know Anyway so essentially point is we waited for 7 hours and this dude calls me and he really counts how many teeth i have and i had no wisdom teeth right yeah. so he's like theek hai 32 kar ke is fit and i go out this guy is like unfit i'm like why am i unfit 
ये लाइक नहीं आपका थर्टी टू है आई लाइक नो आई एम नॉट सो यू हैव एन डी ए एंट्री एंड देन यू हैव आई एम ए एंट्री विच इज लाइक पोस्ट ग्रेजुएशन आई लाइक यू बट बॉस आई एम एन डी ए एंट्री लाइक ओ यूर एटीन सो ही लाइक गो टेल एम यूर एटीन एंड ही हैज टू काउंट ट्वेंटी एट एंड लाइक यू टू कम बैक एंड देन आई गिव फिट सो वेंट बैक इन एंड देन ही काउंटेड माई टीथ अगेन एंड मेड श्योर देर ट्वेंटी एट ऑफ दैन I know we've been having a lot of uh, border issues with the the PLA and uh, other <laughs> yeah. countries. I have I I think I think I might know why. <laughs> like there are a lot of uh, requirements for a good army officer, for yeah. a good uh, soldier. Yeah. I don't think. And then the army comes and tells <laughs> tells people that the attrition rate is high. Yes. Because you bored us to death while we were trying to enter the place, then now we really want to leave it as quickly as possible. We are like we are like for twenty years into it, you go to the same command hospital and you're suffering from the trauma <laughs> of people fucking. <laughs> yeah, and like God forbid, an extra wisdom tooth grows out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're unfit. You're unfit. You're unfit if if there's a wisdom tooth and you're eighteen. Wait, seventeen, seventeen. Really? If you had wisdom teeth by eighteen, you'd be unfit. I think most people don't really have it by 18. I don't know there there has to be some ex- ex- exceptions but I I think I I think most people don't hmm have wisdom teeth until they are more than 18 or above. So yeah essentially I failed in that so method of elimination like this was out. And then I'm like okay let's do engineering and we'll continue like you know met- oh wow you all just missed <laughs> the absolute resignation that came over Saurav's <laughs> face when he said oh let's do engineering yeah like i don't i know honestly at that point i really didn't know what else to do like what do do i go now like do i completely shift gears like move on to medicine or something and honestly i wasn't as aware anyway as an 18 year old Just didn't have the information, I guess. I don't know. That's do, do you think that that's just how we grow up, didn't we? Yeah, like we, we never, just didn't know what to what else to pursue. Yeah, we never had a career of counseling in, in school, right? Like w- not career, but like you know, what do you want to do? What are you good at? We we never had that kind of counseling. So yeah, like I mean, you, when when we were in college, and I mean, we grew up in Hyderabad, so maybe I, I mean we'll speak for. people growing up in hyderabad i guess by and large and going i don't to know a very specific school and going to very specific school the environment was like just that and uh, yeah you you primarily had parents who were doing white collar jobs and and it was a good school it I was mean, a great school i had a nice experience yeah i school. mean you know there were fewer schools that were better than you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. than the ones we went to at that so point. probably But i don't know the kids in delhi bombay i guess knew that you could become writers or you yeah. know creative peeps like for example the ad industry and all that that pays you really okay money for like writing and stuff right lots yeah, of people have had st- lots of actual writers have started so that yeah and and we really didn't know about all these career options we really didn't know about right? it yeah 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 although although i think they did try i mean you know uh, i i oh no there was a lot of en- uh, encouragement for literary activities but that's where it stopped right so for yeah. example we, we you remember we did written that spoof yeah <laughs> Julius Caesar spoof that we yeah. written, yeah. and yeah. There was, nobody really ever stopped us from actually. N- now that I think about it, like if two fourteen-year-olds old, fourteen years old, fourteen-year-olds, I'm sorry, Sunday, 
I am tired on a Sunday. So uh, came to me and said uh, that we have a spoof that we've written that we'd like to direct and produce on stage. I would have at least wanted some teacher to vouch for them, right? But our school was pretty chill. Like they were like, yeah, go do your sh- you do your thing. Where your actors and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I do think maybe there was just a lack of people in the city, because I guess. or maybe they didn't think about it but there weren't people who were writers or in creative yeah. fields coming and talking to us at at, at, an at assembly yeah, right yeah. exactly so there were like engineers who came by there were doctors who came by yeah i don't know i don't think so there was anybody else anyway so that's that's where we ended up uh, that's how i ended up you know thinking that it was either engineering or like you know explore i guess but yeah I, by the by this time around i was like i should explore and i i hated first year of college anyway because it was just like repetition so uh second year i just second i think second year first first time is uh, when i very consciously realized that i was in a rut and that uh, i was really not very happy with how things were and it really affected my psyche so even now i mean it's now that i look now that i think about it the person i am today uh it's very difficult to believe i i never really made friends in engineering because i never really used to talk to people because i that's how much i hated the place <laughs> right and everyone in it <laughs> yeah. no I, i mean i was just uh i was just with myself most of the time and like questioning and re-questioning everything all my choices like at by that point of time and and now that i uh, in retrospect that's like the right thing to do i feel not not a lot of people do it like they just go with the flow and that's how discovery happens i guess i don't know you just ended up end up with a few you you just end up with a few friends and a few lonely years <laughs> i don't know that's so how it worked for me though i feel like everyone does do it at different points in time yeah so you did it early in life i'm sure <laughs> yeah. i'm sure a lot of your peers would have gone on and done this like 20 years later or will do it mm-hmm. in 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 another are you, are you telling me that i had a midlife crisis really early like when i was 19 or something it, uh, yeah i i think it's called a quarter life crisis <laughs> these days <laughs> oh no, there's something like that fine i was having a quarter life ca- crisis by the way kritarth in uh, on the second year first semester <laughs> yeah although although quarter life crisis assumes that you live to 100 uh, in india the average age is like 75 so it's like a third life crisis i don't know what what a third <laughs> is called we'll fi- we'll figure that out so essentially i was 19 i was having some sort of crisis and i really felt like isolating myself because i thought what is the point in doing anything if i do not know what i'm really doing with my life and that's really set me off on this trail right like i i i literally took out took out a notebook i still remember and i and i put down the question what are you good at <laughs> because by that time it was clear that you really didn't uh, have to uh i mean even before you go, go you've you'd gotten to a stage where you were trying to acquire skill and stuff you should like know what you're good at right like because probabilities high that you'd like like the acquiring skill part would be a lot more pleasant and easy and enjoyable and what not right so i i really put the you you're going to ask me something i did not know that <laughs> that i was just very surprised uh, to hear yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. There, no yeah, after you so by the way it's all kritha's idea and uh, yeah now now i think we it's it's a nice thing that we're doing this that what, what he means is the podcast yeah the pod, the podcast no, episode is what i mean not him writing in a diary <laughs> what am i good at <laughs> that was not my idea at all no it was it was essentially his idea that uh, sure we should have more guests on and what not but let us and uh, it it's a it's a pretty significant time that we actually won't touch because kritath was in college in another city 
so we really didn't know what was per se going on in our life we met like twice a yeah, year or something yeah, yeah. same breaks and what not right yeah, so we, it's yeah. it's actually nice that we're doing this now now, now i know sort of i'm completely in so yeah so yeah, I, i essentially did that and i was like writing a bunch of stuff and by this time of course i had read a lot i was reading like for example i was reading the caravan the magazine there was reading newspapers and all of a sudden these th- things were spru- just kept sprouting like you know, you could you could make a career in writing there was something called journalism there was something called mass communication and like degrees and what not right so i just wrote that and, and one of the things i also wrote that public speaker or something like that which sort of uh, made me think that i should pursue journalism maybe anyways point the point is that i was i really started questioning what i was doing when aren't you glad you didn't pursue journalism yeah very very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that if, <laughs> if you think it's tough to make it as a good tabla player <laughs> i'm sure it's infinitely tougher to make I it know, as a good journalist good journalist yeah especially with the current yeah never mind so yeah i mean i could do a lot of things and uh, i is what i thought but uh, the list really wasn't that exhaustive at all and i so then i thought this list sucks because <laughs> <laughs> this was a bad idea <laughs> the question doesn't really have too many answers anyway so uh, yeah so uh, i mean yeah so then i thought okay let me just go back and think about what uh, what uh, what i'd already done in my life you know other than just study right. yeah and one of those things turned out to be tabla right and i mean to be very fair to my parents they I don't know whether they spotted the thing or whether it was just like a cultural thing. So essentially mm-hmm. they put me into some they wanted to put me into something other like you know extracurricular activity or whatever but I was really young and uh, for them to put me into uh, uh, playing a musical instrument just because that would turn out to be a nice extracurricular I'm not really convinced like for for that young a kid so they must have seen something is what I mean. So I was 6 years old when my dad started teaching me tabla. Oh, your dad taught you. Yeah, initially. Yeah, 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 initially. And uh, he just found out that he didn't have the time or the patience and more importantly he'd been out of touch. So Right. Yeah. He wasn't sure that was the right way to go anyway. Especially uh especially with tabla you call it hath bathana. Right. Essentially uh, that's like the first thing that you do and uh perhaps the most most important thing when it comes to learning the instrument right imbibing studying the instrument and all that comes later but uh, that is the most primary the most fundamental thing uh, to a tabla player and his growth and his development and what not that's where you start essentially so that has to be good right hath bathana is like placing your hands i guess is like a very rough translation right So my dad was uh, so but my, but my dad was aware like my dad was uh, but my dad knew this So he said no I'll put him under someone's tutelage and I'm always there to be like guiding him and like practicing with him when, whenever required and and he genuinely was out of touch he hadn't played for like whatever 5 6 years Yeah months. I believe you <laughs> <laughs> I believe you your dad didn't do this for a living <laughs> Yeah yeah So uh so yeah so then he uh then he put me under uh, Narsingh Rao ji who used to play in the hyderabad radio right around that time and uh, when fun, funnily enough it's not long too long ago but it's also quite some time ago i mean not, lots of our listeners may actually not know that you had classical music on a hyderabad radio station what like just 15 years ago yeah i didn't know that yeah you you did you did my sir used to like play and yeah that that slowly died i mean 
AI stopped hiring classical musicians. Yeah. So you essentially had live classical programs, right? True. When yeah, you think about yeah, it that yeah. way. And never know like with now what they they're like uh, broadcasting HD sound over radio also, right? So maybe it should be coming back or something. I don't know. I don't know. So that that, that was probably the dying embers of yeah, yeah. that yeah. Uh, culture, I would even say. because uh, there was this time especially through the 70s till the 90s where uh, it was a very prestigious thing to be like if you were an all india radio a grade b grade c grade artist and in that order so for example a grade was allowed to do classical stuff uh, b grade was allowed to do some semi classical things and c grade was just i think bhajans or whatever things like yeah, that yeah. yeah so you had you had like that sort of a demarcation and You, you you essentially were given a promotion like after you were a B grade artist for a while you you then became an A grade and you you uh, that the position was of some repute and that that's why I call it a culture yeah and that was a nice time for music in general right like there was a nice time for classical music i would definitely say yeah that. like you remember those cassettes of classical music that came yeah, out they had yeah. a whole set so um, people used to actually go to stores and buy yeah classical music I albums think, yeah i think it was magna sound and um, I was hearing a podcast somewhere I think it was on Simplified um and they have this episode with the guy who used to run Magna Sound and you know they were saying how they started off with classical and then they kind of uh, you know went into pop and then they had the Baba Sagals and the Alicia Chinais um and then then they even ha- had the popular I, I don't know what to call it the popularist side of like classical music where yeah, they had Hari yeah. Haran do these albums correct uh which n- not necessarily was like the traditional gazal gazal you know yeah. i mean of course i think that uh, jagjit singh must have had some sort of an influence over that too like jagjit singh was doing that but magna sound really uh, i mean f- this was but this was for the f- for the first time this was coming from like a production company yeah so yeah. to ta- to spot that out tap into the market and actually produce great albums like kash and stuff like that yeah and you which know, is it, it was amazing actually it was a very interesting time in the music industry yeah and you know i didn't know this but apparently on that podcast i i learned that magna sound used to make all these music videos and then they would sell to mtv or channel v so in a sense they were really fueling that ecosystem oh and once they stopped doing that that kind of fell apart or i mean i'm sure there were lots of reasons but uh, yeah i think magna sound's fall came because they just didn't evolve right like people just stopped buying cassettes and cd's and what not right yeah. they should have moved to like a i don't know yeah i think I, i don't think they could have like i think the scene changed scene completely changed uh, yeah the culture know, changed and preferences changed yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, which is what i'm excited about now though because turntables are coming back oh right, so that is that the vinyl yeah the vinyl thing, thing. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah yeah so turntables are coming back and they like really really expensive though yeah i know but uh, with compression and stuff right. if you can get lossless sound and you have you have something not as bulky as like a gramophone to play it so we never know never know like people may start and that i i i love that period because once you have such things you also have things like album art right so people just buy stuff you know like as a like uh, as a piece of collectible or something yeah yeah becomes a piece of collectible for you it was an interesting time why did we digress to this i'm sorry Where did I? Seventies and nineties was a good time for classical music. Yeah, oh no, music. my teacher, my teacher, and your teacher. So my teacher used to play for the radio and used to come home and teach me. And sir was pretty. He was a very nice person, and and he was very different in, in the sense of like if you think about classical musicians, they're all very I don't know, 
snobbish full proud, of themselves full of themselves and like but he was not like that i mean he was the only teacher i had growing up who didn't hit me <laughs> could you believe that like <laughs> i mean if you told me <laughs> that out of all teachers you'll have from like different like math science school <laughs> college tuition and what not uh i wouldn't have <laughs> i wouldn't have thought like my classical music teacher would not hit me right you know that i would probably think that that's the first dude who's going to like slap me or something yeah no teachers <laughs> should hit their students period period <laughs> but and, uh, but this guy was uh, way ahead of his times for some reason yeah. so and and uh, initially used to come from like 11 uh, in the afternoon uh, 11 am to like 1 pm or something and i never really used to know how time went by and used to joke around and used to eat a little and then still keep playing and stuff yeah so yeah essentially i studied or like i was under his tutelage rather i wasn't really studying i mean i really didn't know what i was doing anyway so i was just playing around was playing for the sake of it honestly was this long ago when you were uh, when you were in school or was this yeah so uh, from the ages of 6 to 14 i think if i remember correctly oh wow you were doing this all throughout school then yeah i was doing the I, i played in school i think twice or thrice yeah i know you, you did but i didn't know you were doing this like <laughs> like all along Oh <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. We should be doing more episodes with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. we know. Yeah, a- a- anyway, so essentially but yeah, th- uh, what I'm getting to is that I was 14 and I actually dropped it. Yeah, because you had the boards coming up, right? Yeah, It I was just getting to that. Like and like people like you can't you can't afford to pursue anything other than like studies and I think people have been through that so let's not over explain that sort of a, yeah that what we know, we know what happens yeah, then yeah we know what yeah. happens then so yeah I, i dropped it and i went with the flow i was never really a person who thought out of the box or like went the other way so i'm against the current whatever at least when i was 14 <laughs> let's just say that so uh, yeah so i mean this is what this is essentially what uh, everything that i was thinking like my life was like <laughs> i went on like flashback mode for a few months through the first semester of yeah, uh, second yeah. year that's how much time <laughs> finally you know we 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 call engineering out so much but we should give it credit for giving us a lot of time to think like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you you just have a lot of time yeah <laughs> you know like in jail <laughs> <laughs> but so so this is all going through your head when you've written what am i good at in your diary yeah I, and <laughs> because the list wasn't exhaustive i thought let me go back because that's that's the only logical step like what have what am i good at i don't know uh what have i done so far in life let me yeah. pick and choose from that so tabla was the thing and honestly at that point of time i thought uh, sure i played tabla but then uh, and there there still is this notion okay that you really can't make it unless you've been training from whatever when you were like an embryo whatever you can't really make it as a classical musician and i also want to break that notion i feel but we'll get to it a little later But yeah that's exactly what I thought because that because that's what the fraternity does to you also it makes you feel like that it's like such a tough thing to do hours and hours of practice uh through hours and hours of practice through years and preferably when you're growing up because that's I mean th- that's the whatever like you you learn a lot quicker i guess at that age and you're like in your formative stages and you have a lot of time also when you're in school college comes in like assignments uh road trips yeah so what uh, not right. so yeah so i mean i was i i point is because i, I had this sort of uh, uh pre what do you call it pre was the word pre i have no idea you what no the idea word is. <laughs> what the word uh, is yeah. 
no so I, i essentially had this sort of idea sort of bias also i would right. want to call it at this point of time and i thought okay let me just start playing tabla mm-hmm. because i sucked at everything else anyway this was in second year this was in second year first time like right. I, i mean by the time i really decided like i really went to google and like type tabla players in hyderabad you know where i was actually looking for a teacher so essentially i, w- I just wanted to do something other than like studying right yeah yeah something other than i don't know if you, if you can even call it academics right yeah 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 definitely man everyone needs a hobby yeah yeah so uh, i just thought let me just do that let me just restart stuff right and i met my current teacher then and that really changed things like within like 6 to 8 months i all of a sudden went from whatever however i was i don't know what i don't know if one word can define how i was unsure miserable miserable <laughs> 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 yeah anyway. that pretty much uh, takes care of it yeah yeah i'll go with that uh, to recode uh, uh so yeah when 6 to 8 months from being miserable i went to i want to do this i want to do this uh, i want to take it up as a career make a living of out of it and want to i want to do this full time and uh, uh, if you really ask me even now uh more so then that how would i even manage to do it i just didn't know i just had this internal thing that i just knew that i could for some reason yeah and i i still maintain it i'm i'm really not doing this because it's like what it's become a passion and like a profession and all that now but i just at that point of time i just uh, liked i mean of course loved playing yeah. for sure but also amongst even now if you ask me amongst all the lots of things that i'm doing right now if i would have wanted to hedge my bets if life was a gamble then i was putting stuff on like tabla yeah like if yeah. if someone came, came and told me that would you do you think you would be able to make money i like if i sure and but only if i was playing tabla that would right. have been the answer and at that point of time i had really no skill nothing zero right but somehow just playing the tabla and like how it made me feel made me uh, gave me that confidence i really don't know why i really don't know how else to explain this to right. but for some reason i just knew and i just knew that i had to pursue it and at that point of time it was like life's a gamble <laughs> and this is what i'm hedging my all my bets on and and this was and this is like during engineering and you've done 6 to 8 months of tabla yeah on and off like i used to go and my sir used to stay pretty far away yeah so how, so, so tell me something how did you find yourself like you did a google search and like tabla players in hyderabad and his name was like the first hit yeah there's this website called urban pro right yeah yeah, yeah. so that's where you register to yourself if you're a professional and uh, it's essentially a professional cla- classifieds uh, website domain whatever you want to call it but it lists you essentially and i think <laughs> i'm i'm not sure i think you need to pay them for being that high up to get like a google hit or whatever and sir's profile actually really stood out by that time he had already been it uh, been in hyderabad for two years i guess by around that time so it it's, it had been quite some time that he'd been i don't know quite some time can you call two years quite some time in tabla years i'm not sure i've been doing it for a year less than that few months does it feel like a long time <laughs> <laughs> no i mean in tabla years sure short but you've you've had some experience in the city and yeah, you have yeah. you've had some standing in the city yeah and definitely before you do two years in hyderabad also i'm sure he would have had yeah like he would have had like for example i mean to really say that i'm uh, how how long have have i been pursuing tabla independently if you take out covid then sure one year if you factor in covid then a few months but this is not like the first time i'm like playing in public or like teaching and all that started when i was with my sir under his 
during the final years of uh studying the instrument with him right yeah so in that sense i think even sir had done that and he was coming from like far more established places like banaras bombay so he had he had far more uh, i would don't know what adjective to give it mature experiences i get guess like far more wholesome experiences yeah he'd been in the game for a while he'd been game in th- for a while and he'd, he'd been in the game for a while and he'd just finished his education and he decided to pursue tabla right i think he he came to hyderabad study management or something never mind so that's where i found him essentially urban pro and his name turned up and like you had i i just saw two or three videos of him and i mean that's what happens right you it's yeah. not like i didn't again it's not like i didn't know about the instrument or something i knew i could tell a very good player th- tabla player from like a okay a one, one a decent yeah. one right so certain definitely looked like a really really good, good tabla one. player yeah. for sure so yeah so essentially uh, i said let's do this and i gave him a call and he asked me to come down like 2 3 days later and i saw him actually play <laughs> and he saw me play and uh, i went wow he must have just gone <laughs> please don't go out and tell people you've been playing the bluff for 8 years or whatever <laughs> you had been you had been playing the bluff right. for 8 years or yeah. it really didn't look like it and honestly obviously tabla is an instrument it's a difficult instrument in itself yeah and more so when you've like played it for 8 years and like left it alone for like another whatever 5 or 6 years i guess yeah yeah but yeah like no matter what uh, you do in life uh, for even how for however brief a period of time it really stays with you is what i learned after that so i, I and i guess that's what led to my uh, current teacher my sir right now srikanth sir uh, asking me to, to actually try and pursue it professionally right because so, i i i i'd come in like after i'd lost a lot of whatever ability skill or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. but i really picked things up right and now i was doing a lot of conscious practice as a kid you're just doing things for the because sake of doing things because our parents are saying and it's is there in your timetable yeah and it's tabla class time or it's tabla practice time or you have to play in school so better get your hands a little warmed up and what not right but right. now you were consciously doing it like you were strategy and practice is also also has like strategizing has a lot to do with how you practice too yeah so you were t- looking at things like and you were making it a lot of, you were focusing on it a lot you were doing things like what am i weak in like what part of my playing should i try and develop and then charting out a yeah you had a full road map of all the technical the, stuff yeah, you wanted yeah, to on the basis of some out. strategy so, and that's how so you were doing a lot of conscious practices what i'm saying and maybe i that's what really helped me pick it up very quickly uh in like Six or eight months. Right. So you did this during college, but after college, you kind of made the jump to do this professionally, right? And yeah. So how, how was that transition? So essentially, my uh, so that that's what my sir told my uh, my teacher told me that my, the deal was very simple. He said uh, you should be pursuing this professionally because I think you can a and b if you choose to do it with me, then you have to do it the way I did. Like what he what he that was actually this is exactly what he said, but what he actually meant was. the education bit essentially uh by which he meant that and the way he actually did it was go to his teacher's place stay over there uh you know like a the, very the gurukul, gurukul the gurukul system yeah. essentially the gurukul system and that actually i was just wondering whether it uh was even possible or not because he was in the same city and like that's an awkward conversation to with to have with your parents too right like you're moving out with a job uh as compared to uh i'm moving out to go and stay with this person and learn yeah, tabla like i know 
you know that's like a very non cultural thing to be hap- to happen like no matter how good the other person is at least yeah, with my definitely. parents so yeah i mean i thought ki let me put off the conversation for another time and let me th- actually think for myself for another 6 months right that's how i justify lying to my parents actually <laughs> 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 because that's what i did for the next 6 months i thought you were lying you were thinking <laughs> yeah so for the next 6 months i didn't go to college and i kept going to sir's place interesting right and uh, i i obviously lied at home but for me like and i still maintain this is really what happened was oh my god your parents know now right like then they listen to this and yeah, like, they what? they <laughs> <laughs> eventually i i told them when i was like in my fourth year first semester or whatever because they really they, because they didn't really, really wanted to know what led to this decision and this was the only convincing answer i could give and i mean before i would before i could take something and like you know present it in front of them and convince them i had to convince myself and this i thought would be a nice way to do it is that you don't involve anybody else in the decision other than you and your teacher yeah and those are yeah. the only two opinions that actually matter yeah and you give yourself sufficient time because as i just mentioned engineering has a lot of time so you just trusted <laughs> mother engineering <laughs> and with the time part and then you trusted uh, i don't know your friends not friends or whatever train timings or slip of tongue not to out you in front of your parents and you just missed classes yeah. bunk college and just went in to uh, play tabla with sir and that was amazing actually one of the best decisions in my life i, I would still maintain not the lying bit <laughs> going to or the not going to college bit, bit. <laughs> but please yeah. go to college please go to college yeah. my my thing is like a one off story i guess which we still don't know how it really ends by the way yeah so yeah. <laughs> it's it's just started taking off yeah this this might as well be a cautionary tale so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um anyways this might as be well be a tale of what not to do like yeah the few yeah. of them around this is why you shouldn't become a tabla player yeah <laughs> the, the few, especially if you are in like if you've made to engineer made to engineering and like uh shouldn't change your mind once you're over there i guess i don't know let's see let's see how it goes right so, so you I, so you've gone there um you've taken you instead of going to college for 6 months you've gone to your sir um you've learned tabla and then you decide that you're going to do this gurukul thing where you move in with your sir yeah so for a, for a year i was just doing this like right uh, not going to college uh, going and playing with my sir and within like another 4 to 5 months i was that 6 months became one year really <laughs> fast <laughs> <laughs> no so i say one year because uh, final year nobody goes to college anyway right? yeah yeah true, true. i yeah yeah I used to I used to uh, wake up in the morning and I used to have green tea and then I had a bottle of vodka and I used to put in like 10 ml of vodka and then I used to go to co- uh, class because it was just <laughs> so boring. Yeah. So, so yeah, I know. That's how final year is anyway. And after the, like the first semester of final year I just thought now I should like come out with it and that was some conversation which I thought would last only a few hours but went like through a month like speculation 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 why do you want to do it why do you want to do it think again think again think again but yeah like i think even they understood that i've been thinking about it for a while and also there was the emotional angle of like me lying to them but yeah life's weird and complicated and i don't know what i, I don't know if it is turning out am i defending myself too much you, i don't know did you show them your diary where you said what am i good at and everything else was crossed out and tabla was left I still have the diary but yeah it's a weird thing I should have shown it to them we would have made for a great pitch like would have added to the pitch Yeah But yeah essentially I really didn't have any sort of 
like a physical thing that you know they could latch on to like they knew i was not as good they were not against it and my father knew what because he played tabla and he at at, at at i mean up to certain he used to play in the radio i mean frankly with c grade uh, uh vocal artists and what not so he he played for a while and he knew what it take what it take and the two of us also knew that uh, you need to you know get into those circles and learn it in a certain way which is called khandani by yeah. which we are, i think the loose translation would be like you know traditional circles where you have generation after generation just doing this for a living like for example birju maharaj who's like a kathak exponent from lucknow has like nine this is, the, this is like the ninth or like the 11th generation right of kathak dancers in his thing and they 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 are the guys who who are cons- who are who we consider to have made it made it right yeah yeah i i know birju maharaj's son is also a dancer but uh, yeah his daughter is also a dancer oh, his, oh my god like his daughter is a dancer his, his uh, son's daughter or his daughter yeah yeah no no birju maharaj is uh, birju maharaj's grandchildren on his uh, both on his like son's side okay. and on his daughter's side are also kathak dancers yeah no way. i was just imagining if you thought it was difficult to convince your parents to let you go learn tabla imagine how hard it would be for birju maharaj's grandchildren to say nahi mereko engineering karna hai yeah 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 i i i don't think so they would have find they find finally if they, they don't really find him th- themselves in that position or we don't know about those stories i guess i guess that should be we should be looking for some we should people. be doing a podcast with yeah, them with them with them for <laughs> sure for sure the antithesis of this episode <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah essentially uh so how long does this last this when you're with your sir like depends man long? depends like for example the way i did it and i had like whatever junoon determination whatever you want to call it i isolated my i mean i was used to isolation and i didn't mind isolation for some reason i mean now sometimes i get staying alone or loneliness becomes a little too mo- monotonous for me i guess i want to go out talk to people chill and what not but then i don't know i i i just had some sing- weird sort i mean if i compare the person i am today to the to the guy i was then i would be re- i would not want i would See that's what I, that's why I'm stuttering. I don't really don't know what to say. It's not let's just say it's not the same person at all. I just had single-minded yeah. focus. I had cut people out of my life completely by then already other than of course parents and like you were my own you Varun like people from like school and stuff were like my friends. So right. I, did, I hadn't yeah. made friends in college anyway. Yeah. Right? Uh I wasn't dating anybody. Right. I hadn't made friends so obviously I wasn't <laughs> dating anybody. Uh and the deal was uh, th- that my sir actually presented me with ha- had to be like taken up really quickly so as soon as i passed out i moved in with him right right yeah i passed out in may and june i was not staying with my parents anymore yeah yeah i remember that yeah right so right so um so yeah so now that i look at i, I think there was a lot at stake e- too right like once you figured out how nothing has really wor- ever worked in your life and this is like the only thing that you now are pursuing with your own co- sort of convic- with with a lot of conviction and you really have self belief that brings a brings in this whole level of like you know uh, what do i call it like a superhumanly level of focus i don't know how hard i worked or didn't work but there was a lot of focus point is i really didn't i really didn't care i really didn't think about anything else other than practicing tabla for those three two or two to three odd years let's just say for at least three years i think 
This was when? This was when 2017, right? Yeah, 17 to 19, so two years, I guess. Right. No, 17, 18, 19, so two years. So how? So when you when you moved in with your sir, how long did it take for you to kind of learn the basics? Yeah. So I, I mean, I also I was getting to the question. Yeah. No, that's a nice question to ask. Anyway, one I I'll address the general question that you asked. So to to be honest, there's no, there's no, I mean it. I will I will have to give you an approximate. It usually takes people four to five years, end to end. Right. Right. By which I mean you get in, आपकी तैयारी होती है is what we right. call it. which what 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 could uh, what would be a good translation for that like you don't get ready right like tayari is tayari you train you train yeah, yeah that's that's like, that's a very that's like a very like 94, a more boring right? version of the rocky montage <laughs> <of> training <laughs> yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> essentially very very monotonous you're just doing like the same yeah it's essentially that one of those t-shirt quotes that you find eat practice sleep repeat or something whatever yeah 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 you're essentially living that sort of a life you're cooking and cleaning for yourself so that takes away a sizable chunk of your time spending a lot of time just with your teacher and the only other thing i did was run run a little essentially right yeah because i'm also the sort of person who can't stay indoors and how long how long did this routine go on for this routine like went on at least for a year and a half right for a year and a half let's say for a year and 10 months like yeah. where i was not doing anything but usually you're saying this lasts for 4 to 5 years 4 to 5 years when i say when you do it in a lo- in a much i don't know what man like when you're like whatever 15 16 and you've entered right. that utlage and you can do it in a much uh you know chilled out way right you need yeah. not do it this way i'm not saying like the way i've done things is the way to go about it at all i i i, I genuinely feel i'm an anomaly yeah obviously even after considering that i'm actually good at something i have the conviction i have the self belief uh and more importantly i have the right attitude even then it's not really really ideal this is not really the ideal way of doing things as far as tabla is concerned i'd say yeah of course the ideal way is to just be a prodigy when you're a child and then uh, that start from there yeah <laughs> that or like gradually you know develop your skill set but like a lot of had happened i had a lot of baggage don't you think anyway which sort of propelled me and you know made me do what i did so yeah i i again i didn't i didn't meet people i didn't date i used to speak to my parents like whatever two or three times a week didn't see them either even though we were in the same city met them like once a month or something i guess uh, you came down sometimes so i mean i didn't come to your place either is what i'm trying to mention even though <laughs> it was the same city right like i didn't come down to say hi to you if i remember correctly no right yeah come. sure but you yeah. i remember you coming to yeah so as uh, place yeah. and like saying hi hello and checking things out so yeah i um, and few, i just spoke to, yeah that's that's the only four or five people i was uh, interacting with during this time so right. essentially there was a lot of lonely uh, not lonely there was a lot of alone time yeah which i filled up with practice and practice gets you really tired because tabla is really physical yeah so you're also sleeping i think about uh, it at least 9 hours a day anyway just to right. recover from all that uh, rigor and yeah. what not and uh, i used to find cooking as a means of like cooling myself down and like you know uh, calming myself and i also used to meditate a little because after practice your adrenaline like reaches like great levels i guess so yeah it was a very interesting experience i don't recommend it <laughs> unless of right. course you really don't know what to do with life and yeah. you think tabla is the only way out so So you've been doing this for one and a half years now, and yeah. then how is it like 
when you go and perform because i'm i'm assuming at some point you did so essentially uh, you start off the with these uh, uh, what what do you call them these internal sort of performances like a guru purnima right, right, or like yeah. a so for example uh, my we, we uh, my sir belongs to the not technically also like he started off with banaras gharana but now he is like we, we belong to the punjab gharana right and we belong to alaraka khan sahab's ustad alaraka khan sahab's lineage so we celebrate his birthday uh, we do like certain things on his death anniversary too and it happens all over the world like all his students do that right. and so on for like other uh, uh these great teachers too like these great masters who've left their legacy in the form of their students and their like work uh, ce- celebrate them so these these events are like small events where you get like whatever 15 to 20 minutes 20 odd minutes of performing and that also gives you some exposure to how performance feels like because these events are honestly a lot little more tougher than your regular events that even i play right now because people who come over there actually know what tabla is know what the format is and are actually listeners in that sense so yeah uh, you were playing you were playing in public in that sense and uh, for how long what for like and i guess i played publicly for the first time only of two and a half years into it i guess and it was not a fully classical mu- music thing i i if i remember correctly it was not a classical solo performance i see right classical yeah. solo performance was even later i think 3 years into it by which time i was actually right fag end so of fag end of my education i guess right so Because one and a half after 6 or 7 months like so we had the conversation where my sir asked me to pro- essentially pursue this uh, independently Okay so one and a half years you're doing this like rigorous rocky style training right and yeah. then uh, <laughs> yeah um and then you have these guru purnimas and smaller uh, smaller sort of internal events uh, where invite you pr- only stuff and then you know right yeah where you practice your performances yeah, yeah. and how you perform yeah, yeah yeah um and then and then like how does So what's the next step then do you like then uh, I uh, now, now that I look back uh, the next step was my sir sir, sir suddenly calls me one day and he says that uh, there's this guy you should be teaching him I sir mujhe hi dhanga aata nahi hai mera hi apna abhi right i'm just practicing yeah. i'm in that whole sort of practicing study sort of right. i just started to study you know things otherwise until then i was just practicing like taiyar karna apne haath ko you know yeah so tra- training for training like whatever four to five hours a day at least so like how and then you'll there's this whole uh, lag that comes with it right where you you tire out essentially so like how do i fit in teaching into this like no no you just start off with one student we'll see how it goes but yeah like you t- start teaching someone then word of mouth spreads so all of a sudden within like four or five months i find myself having like uh, four not too many or four or five people strong student community around me which is also paying me right so, so it's almost like an internship i think i guess it was i don't know so i'm curious these teaching students, internship hmm? these students who come to you do you have like a curriculum prepared or how no, do you no, go no, about no. that uh i mean i i i go about it just like how i learned it i mean sure there's a there's a structure now which again i have developed only via experience and not really going through some book and taking notes and stuff i just went with my gut and it's a, it's a good thing to trust your gut when it comes to teaching the creative arts i would actually say 
because you're doing it throughout the day all you need to do is get into the zone and every hand is different every child i mean i had only children until then <laughs> that i was teaching but every human being is different every everyone's approach to the whole thing is different right from why they are doing it to how they actually end up doing it so yeah you need to sort of uh, figure how you need to tailor uh, to their needs i feel and uh, but like this is the long form answer to your question the easy answer would be that i didn't really have a form or structure i had a loose one and then i used to just go with my gut i guess which st- which still going on honestly right now but i i really i have a uh, a lot more a structure which is a lot more bracketed a lot more solid right now i, I would say i would say right. right from from experience right i take yeah. it off of what i mean it's nothing it has elements of how i learned right but then i also put in my own experience of how i play right and how i pick things up Mm-hmm. because the education is essentially an experience because uh you're just gathering this information 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 right your sir's teaching you something and then you replicate it word for word right verbatim and then you start analyzing stuff and then you see ki oh this is the way i so i this is how i got from point a to point b and there's another way to get to it too so why is my way not like you know teachable or not right or whatever and some people will have that way some people will find their own ways as as a teacher you'll have to facilitate that if they are like going to find their own ways right so so you so for essentially following a structure will sort of uh, exclude you know these nicer more exciting experimental part of Things. Yeah, and and also this gives you more flexibility to tailor it to different students and different learning styles, like you said. Yeah, learning styles, learning rates. Also, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people learn. So a lot of people, and when I say learning rates, I don't mean in general, like or as as a whole. Like a lot of people, uh, like you look at their hands and they are made for tabla, right? But they ro- don't really. Uh, so for some reason, and and I used to get excited. I'm like, this is the guy who's been or girl who's been. you know they've been made for tabla and they require more much more attention than all my other students and you just find that they don't really pick up theory that quickly they uh, they miss beats they miss counts uh i mean they eventually do it but it takes them some time and on the other end you have these people who understands theory understand theory just like that but their hands are just not there yet and they have to practice a little more maybe to get in, into like a nice shape and form required for tabla like you know natural ability can be uh, like a weird thing like in that sense not a weird thing natural ability is also a spectrum i feel like you can be good at certain parts of the same thing why whereas you need to train in the others to become as good i guess i think that's an interesting thing thought you said that you see their hands and you're like these hands are made for tabla yeah because they have incredible form it's almost like like a batting coach or a bowling coach Uh, looking at how you are holding the ball or how how you are holding the bat and looking at your stance and things like that and thinking wow this guy should be you know batting right yeah so it's it's exactly similar to that like you you see how they place their hands and how quickly they develop sometimes and you wonder wow this happened honestly most of my students <laughs> have acqu- have acquired things much faster than i ever did and much more consciously i, I feel right interesting so okay so you've now you've done the uh, i also session. sorry to interrupt but yeah. i also have to mention the the philosophy though is the same the philosophy of how you train 
is the same philosophy that for example ustad allaraka khan sahab had and the philosophy will remain the same which is which is you don't really practice compositions and stuff like that you do you do hand practices more and more and i at the, and that is like at the students level at the teachers level also you teach them or you s- analyze what they are doing uh, assess their weaknesses and give them different kinds of hand practices to do and not really teach them five hundred compositions because now once they do their hand practices and their hands are tayar they can pick up compositions on their own right do you understand does it does it right. make sense a little bit teach them the basics and then let them teach them the basics and more more importantly make make them like that the training should be around the basics training should shouldn't be around uh, how to play a composition or this is the composition or note down the composition and things like that it should be around getting the sound uh, like especially with tabla it should be as clear as possible it should not be muddled right because no matter what composition you play if the sound is muddled and you're you're like completely here and there and you're not hitting the right areas to create the sounds that uh, so in tabla what we do is we we play what we say right like i think it's called onomatopoeia or something the this right. phenomenon where you're essentially playing whatever you're saying like any sound that you make also has to come out of your hand and that is a very important skill like that is the core of tabla as an instrument what is what i'm saying so if you're not able to ful- fulfill this aspect of it or not as- not the aspect i want it's not even an aspect if, if you're not able to fulfill this then you're not i mean are you even playing the tabla so you focus on that you make sure that is taken care of and now you just listen to a composition and you just pick it up yeah i think uh, i had a bad analogy for this which was uh, teach them the alphabet and let them write the novel um, <laughs> but as a former preschooler uh, <laughs> this is just a <laughs> really no, bad be- idea why i mentioned this specifically and this is what actually blew my mind when i met sir because the teaching methodology is completely is essentially an antithesis to what was what is conventionally being done even now right Oh, as in different uh, tabla gurus have different styles of teaching, and this is not different styles. Maybe when you come, when you look at it generally, but at its core, the philosophy is definitely very different. Not very different. It's it's a complete antithesis of this. They ask them to practice specific compositions. They ask them to practice uh, specific what we call kaidas and things and all that. Nobody really like if you would go and tell them like make them do hand practices, they'll start laughing at you. Interesting. right so what it does is essentially i feel takes the creativity out because now you've you've practiced a composition or something in a certain way but the instrument or the or the culture like the in hindustani classical music classical music is essentially an improvised art right at every every step of the way oh sorry you thought okay yeah you know it you know it you know it it's improvised but now if you are practicing compositions day and night you just form these patterns that you only stick to and you are no longer able to find new ways of doing things on stage but your your brain has to just know that i am improvising continuously and forever like as soon as i'm behind the tabla i, sh- I start improvising but if you practice if if you're practicing compositions no matter how hard you try your brain forms a certain pattern and you just stick to those patterns so you every single time you're on st- you're on stage it feels like you're playing the same things again and again so where is the creativity over here and it also takes a lot of time to learn anyway right so might as well get your hands ready play all the basic bowls as we call them the different sounds play learn to play these phrases and automatically you will find yourself picking things up and 
and actually uh, then i at least uh, that's 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 what been my experience is that you start picking things up and start uh, presenting your own interpretations of it which is the whole point like after you've studied after you've practiced for so long wouldn't you want to present something that is sure be, has been played whatever x number of times but it has some element of you in it yeah that's yeah. a point of art in general yeah so yeah so yeah uh, that's how how did we reach here i don't remember the question anymore um yeah i think i've lost the thread as well but <laughs> essentially you were talking about how you know you've been teaching and how that style is different but i'm also yeah, so th- uh, yeah that's what i remember where we were so the philosophy is the same uh and the mo keeps changing for different students with me and then i also bring in things like the history of the instrument the history of the culture and that's something i like myself and i also find that people are genuinely interested because now there's uh, there's a story to it right yeah and i don't want to put you on the spot here but i'm just curious how many uh, you know these gharanas of of tabla playing there's six of them there's, there's six, six of them. them oh there are only six yeah there's six there's there six of them see once you go into the realm of how many gharana styles and all that you're going into the realms of you know academics and what's acceptable what works acceptable which also depends on it's like history right depends on how who was there uh, while who, write, who's writing it who's yeah. writing it who's writing it essentially yeah so yeah but i mean all things considered right now what is widely accepted is six six of these playing styles essentially i see interesting and so so your first students came from referrals from your sir only the first student Oh, only the first student. How yeah. did you find the next student? Was it word of mouth? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Or uh, you mentioned this app earlier, right? Urban Pro. Urban Pro is what I've, I'm on right now. I didn't have an Urban Pro profi- Pro profile then because I was still not a. <laughs> I was not a pro. Yeah. Technically, like, that's <laughs> what I told me. Yeah. <laughs> I was Urban Nov. So yeah, uh, this is actually a nice idea for people. They should launch a website who are trying to like you know cross this bridge, like yeah. on their way to become a pro. Yeah. Anyway, so my uh, that's what I told her. Like, how do you expect me to teach? How can I allocate time? This and that. And now that I look back to it, like it's important. It's important that you start teaching while you're also learning. Blah 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 blah. People have heard it a lot of times. That helps you learn and all that. Yes, all that is there. But more importantly, you're doing it under the supervision of your own teacher. Right. Yeah. So he's sort of guiding you. We used to have these conversations about you know this guy is doing this. He's not able to understand this. What do you think the approach should be, sir? And he used to give me his. two bits and i used to then think a little more and then try and see and finally enough i life is an experiment at the end of the day nobody really knows what works right so yeah you learn from experience as a teacher you become better i guess every year uh, but yeah teaching is like i i really don't know whether i should use this or not but i'm going to anyway but as far as money is concerned teaching turns out turns out to be a really bad uh, to have a really bad return on investment is what i'd say I mean it's it's fulfilling you do it for all the reasons other than money I would say money just helps you but uh, it's not like a principal source of income or it cannot eventually like you can't have 50 students you you like you can't you just can't have 50 students you it's not as simple as like 50 students 200 2500 rupees per student and you make like whatever lakhs a month or something you just can't have that you just don't have the energy uh, in you to be doing it Yeah, and especially considering you tailor it to an individual student, you can't have like fifty specific. Yeah, or you can have it and be insincere, which I think nobody wants to be anyway. 
so teaching teaching does give you like a nice financial cushion like in the sense like because people who are who are with you like give pay you like monthly and stuff and therefore it becomes like a nice salary of sorts you know but yeah that's all it does right so i'm just curious okay so this happened um but a lot of you know when when you think of tabla you think of performances and when you kind of graduated from your gurukul um it was almost the pandemic right it yeah i i so and i i like the way i i loved the way sir just guided me through this and it really showed that he had, he'd actually been through this himself too uh so just 6 months before uh, i sort of moved out of his place or whatever started pursuing this independently is when i started teaching and uh, through whatever you want to call it word of mouth so and so blah 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 i had uh, like a nice student community around me and i was also playing around a little so it was a nice time to move out anyway like you don't move out you know you're like for some sometimes when you're when you graduate like you know regular graduation is just like you get out of the college with just a certificate or like i don't know some non memorable internship which may or may not actually help you in your career but uh, this way you had already been initiated into you know uh, being a professional teaching kids knowing how to manage uh, your time and uh in in the sense of you know uh, prioritizing practice at the right times but also balancing it out with you know playing around and because you essentially still someone who's a novice in the sense a novice professional i'd call it because people don't really know you so you really have to you really can't stop practicing is what i mean yeah, because uh, your development shouldn't stop and uh, that sort of an experience is what i had for the last 6 to 8 months that i was with him and then you'll let out into this world so all of a sudden you don't really find yourself you know at sea of what do i do with all of this time that i've spent over the last 3 4 years and and add along with it this intense experience that you've had what do i do with it right now right yeah you're not you know i mean pretty existential if you think about it if you're in that sort of state when right. you come out of not knowing where to go now especially considering that for the last whatever 2 to 3 odd years someone's always been sort of hand holding you and like taking you from this place to that place that's a nice nice place to leave a student i i like the culture of hindustani classical music in its gurukul system form i would say i don't know if this it's practiced everywhere or not but if you're doing something even close to this kudos it was lovely yeah it's, so it is lovely yeah so now you've now you've gotten prepared for this and um how have the last 6 months you know uh, being so yeah so this was uh, yeah getting back to uh, when this happened this this was like feb 2020 very close to right yeah when we did the li- when we took a podcast live for the first time right unsuccessfully right yeah. <laughs> well it was quite successful and yeah, the, the world was... <laughs> said no more live for anyone <laughs> yeah the live was successful but we we had technical issues right we couldn't right, record yeah yeah so yeah but in that sense yeah that was also a nice joke so the world the world said no more hyderabad hiccup lives ever are we are we going to do a few more do you think <laughs> well i hope we the pandemic to? ends <laughs> at some point uh, but yeah <laughs> so yeah essentially uh, it was just around that time that i still remember and how things change uh, dramatically is what i learned 
now that i look back to it just one year later in fact i feel i feel like i've grown a few years in the last one year one one and a half year i feel from just yeah. the experiences so yeah uh, i uh, since february 2020 this is what sorov is thinking right like let let me rent out a place it'll be a nice 2 bhk I, i'm making enough for that this 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 okay so i'm making x these are my expenses i save i have my own place i'll start out i'll put my things out and i'll publicly announce that i'm like teaching half posters whatever you know get into the do whatever a professional has to do start out and then the pandemic comes in man and my expenses like become like 75% of what i was making is what i suddenly start making and that really um i mean i mean i i start smoking essentially <laughs> after that just to put things into perspective like i mean that's how i uh, that's how depressed i i don't i don't know i won't don't want to use that because i wasn't diagnosed with like clinical de- depression and i wasn't taking meds or something but it really hit me hard it really hit me hard like uh, especially considering how i had made it like you know like the whole journey now really <laughs> makes sense in the sense of like it gives me this pers- uh, Uh, perspective that i do this 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 to get here and sure it's been a difficult ride and okay like now there are good times ahead and i can go out i can socialize i can do whatever lead sort sort of a what's considered to be a normal life in the city i guess but <laughs> this virus comes and says no you're not allowed to do that and guess what i'm going to eat into like 70 i mean i'm going to eat into your uh, income and it's going to be 75% yeah. of what you're making which is yeah. which was not lo- which was not a lot anyway i mean it was just okay for you know yeah. renting out a place and like hopefully calling people students and so yeah there was a dark phase man for a few months for a few more months until this year in march where i essentially took out a loan to bail myself out and i took a place <laughs> right and and you, and and you have from, more students now from there yeah from there things started getting a lot more better and i also did my chilla which i couldn't do uh, last year and uh, yeah now i have now, now it's grown it's definitely grown so for you know, listeners so for listeners who don't know what a chilla is could you explain what oh, that yeah, is oh yeah 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 i should i should that's that's actually an amazing thing so chilla is something that If you find if you go to the internet and go to YouTube you'll find Zakir Hussain explaining. Uh you should listen to it and why why I say you should listen to it that uh, to to it is that uh chilla is essentially very personal. So everybody will give you like a different sort of experience they've had and for it to come from someone like Zakir Hussain is I think is interesting. So I mean I'm going to say a few things but then you should essentially go and check out what Zakir ji has to say too. So chilla is essentially this process which is uh, where you are essentially trying to I don't know what to call it you're, it's like a journey in words of sorts that where you have all this information that you've acquired from your teacher and uh, perhaps you wanted to put it to perspective put things into perspective perhaps you want like to integrate thoughts of your own and you really don't know how to do it and so you want to meditate on just that one thought so essentially chilla in principle is that you just take one thought right so for example i'll give you an example it's much better to explain it this way this is this is bold called dhira dhira in tabla and i felt i was not playing it at the best of my ability so this chilla was just about dhira dhira and that's all i played throughout chilla 
or different versions of it for like and as in the, and the way you do it is essentially you isolate yourself uh you're supposed to play it for like 8 or 9 hours a day you g- get back to the eat eat place sleep eat uh, practice sleep repeat mode and uh, but of course you only do it for like 40 days that's the length only 40 days folks that's it <laughs> yeah yeah only 40 days and you tr- and honestly it's like a it's like a catapult honestly I, i with i've done like two of them two and a half i mean okay so there's a history to this essentially chella was the way your guru your teacher your guru informed you that you had come of age and in this case come of age as a tabla player Ch- lots of people do chulla by the way not just tabla players it's it's a culture in the classical music community comes from the sufi uh, movement the sufi culture where a sufi or a saint used to isolate himself and practice penance essentially so he never he didn't eat he didn't sleep a lot and he just thought and it's the principle is still the same over here except that you have to eat obviously because you're expending oodles of energy in uh, <laughs> by while playing like 8 9 hours of day so it's like baki sab theek hai pehle khana do mere ko khana do khana aur neend mein koi compromise nahi hai baki hum apne aap ko isolate kar lega koi dikkat nahi hai i'll just take a quick swig of uh, by ginger ale right so yeah essentially and speaking of a quick swig i took a few more than just a few swigs of uh, ginger ale during my chilla too so essentially you are allowed uh, ginger ale too at least i am allowed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh, essentially yeah someone uh, puts food outside your door you pick it up when you have to pick it up they just leave you're not allowed personal interaction and uh, when I, and you are guided into doing this by the way is one of those disclaimers that you give no stunts are performed by experts and shouldn't be imitated at home it's similar it's similar to that so you uh, the first one you have is essentially just that where your teacher is this is this is one way of him informing you that you've come of age so uh, what used to happen perhaps i don't know 50 60 odd years ago is that you enter his tutelage you finish your uh, training you do a chilla and then you leave i see your teacher initiates you into it and right. during your first one he also is present sometimes he like my my teacher played with me during the first one uh, interesting yeah. right like he used to just come play with me leave come play with me leave we 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 and that's the beauty of this and it still goes on and that's why i guess playing with your guru has just gives you this transcendental ephemeral experience that you really don't have to communicate with each other because you've you've been like he's taught you right and you've been through these experiences he just looks at you and you and like you've seen me play with sir right like you're just riffing off of each other and like one second you're like whatever having ginger ale or something and you just sit and the connection is immediately established just absolutely zero uh adjustment time or whatever right and i'm so yeah that's i think that's where it comes from sorry i'm like digressing you, you said the first one you played with your sir. yeah the first how one how many have you had uh in total 3 the first one by the by the time it was the 15th day i was like like my blood pressure dropped and i i was ca- catching a fever every every single time i was like go- playing so i guess that's why people these days uh, do it a little earlier like i mean earlier you just played tabla for like 5 or 6 years now times are different people are different what we eat how we eat how we sleep is different i guess so you're in, initially your teacher initiates you into it and and sort of uh, just like we test levels in our microphones they sort of test <laughs> how, how how much you how much of 
like how much you make right. it yeah. but that what happens is once the initiation is there you i think you're f- clever enough you're smart enough to sort of figure out how do i do this so second third onwards like second one he was sort of there but not really mm-hmm. and th- uh, this look the last one that i did i did it on my own and that was during the the, th- the second yeah day, yeah right? yeah so essentially uh, i thought because my sir before i left asked me to do one chilla every year until i was like 30 or something which i get i completely understand why i mean with me like my sk- skills just catapult like it's like a trampoline one chilla and then you go boom like sure you're practicing throughout the year and you're getting better as the years go by but like a chilla just helps you take everything you've learned like the through the previous year and like you start thinking and strategizing and you're like operating at a different plane level to the point where uh, you I, i mean with especially with this chilla and lot of lots of tabla players that's why i say have their own experience lot of tabla players say that they start uh, it's almost like hypnosis after a point of time so they start prob- hallucinating and all and i i would not believe it is what is all i'm saying because uh, i was not i don't know if i hallucinated or whatever but yeah it is it's a it's very moving sometimes you do become emotional from time to time and uh, it's a very interesting experience in, in, interesting intense experience i'm sorry you feel the walls closing around you and uh, it's tight it's tight like people should try it out although i don't know in what like if you're playing an instrument you should try it out but not without your teacher at right. least for the first time yeah because you might get fever and your blood pressure might drop on the and you would, and you wouldn't know uh and you wouldn't have the sense to actually stop then like my sir saw that and and okay this was funny so first time around sure my blood pressure dropped and i was feeling whatever weary and this and that <laughs> but the fever only came when i was like playing so it was, it was my body's mecha- <laughs> mechanism it was comp- compensating you know like yeah, yeah i was not having a fever it's not I, like i was like on meds like paracetamol or something but as soon as i started playing i was catching like the, i just right. had a fever like bo- the temperature the went like up. no more of this shit please <laughs> you good enough you good enough <laughs> i'm convinced <laughs> so yeah so uh, essentially the, and this chilla was great and i could really compartmentalize stuff and like segmentize things and you know because i've been doing it for a while it was a lovely experience that in that sense but uh, what came after was very difficult so this essentially what you have to do for a chilla is one of the prerequisites is g- good weather conditions <laughs> but yeah i mean i know why krithat's laughing and i'll i'll explain it quickly so essentially what happens is what i decided was that summer months are like bad for concerts and things like that because things really slow down in india and therefore in, of course in hyderabad so i thought i'd i'd go to assam where the weather is much better during may and where and uh, assam is also where guwahati is where my mom is from and we have a house over there is where my nani was stays and that's where i thought i'll go and do my chilla every year through the month of may but then pandemic and lockdown so i thought and this time i came with a, some some amount of vengeance man like last year it was of course self pity you go through that right but this year it was like i'm not stopping the my this pandemic from doing anything more to me i i i'm going to do fight this so i thought no matter what i'm going to do it uh even if i have to do it in like uh tougher weather conditions i'll do it but i'll do it let's see what happens so i got these blinds which kept the sun out i hired an ac and like i just moved into the new place so uh, in retrospect that was a very nice way to start off uh, this place where i was going to teach and eventually do 
tabla stuff <laughs> so uh, yeah i got i got uh, a friend who runs a cafe teresian cafe to give me food it was amazing and uh, so the the experience was great but what happened after was very difficult so uh, essentially that's why kritat was laughing because i ended up doing this <laughs> at, the, at like the peak su- peak of uh, summer which is uh, the month of may in hyderabad so yeah essentially yeah, yeah so, so not only was the weather bad it was also like a pandemic going on <laughs> yeah and I, i miss the the most horrible parts is what i realized when i came out of the chilla i know it was like you know when you go in like captain america goes in 70 years <laughs> yeah. like oh we won the war <laughs> it's like you came out oh my god the war's <laughs> over but everyone's dead <laughs> yeah so essentially when i went in i i still remember hyderabad wasn't wasn't under lockdown still until then okay you had like a night curfew or whatever uh, D- delhi was bad but you know bodies floating in the ganga and all that shit didn't happen man <laughs> yet <laughs> it was like the beginning of me yeah you did the chilla three times <laughs> <laughs> i didn't come to come out to find populate the ganga the first yeah, two times around yeah i i mean because i didn't mention it when when i say no no touch with the outside world by in every sense of word so you're not allowed internet to by the way so uh, i mean the first time around my sir took my fast smartphone away from me and my parents were only instructed to speak to me if it was very urgent things like that so yeah you you get it you have to isolate yourself take measures uh so yeah this time around uh, i went in <laughs> world was fine sort of fine came out it <laughs> embers <laughs> around me <laughs> right and i was shocked because i was like basically going like it's like missing a month of news can you imagine that happening to you no matter how how much you like stay aloof how apolitical whatever you are there's something going on around you that gives you some that gives you some information of what's going on around you in the country in the world whatever and specifically that month of news and specifically that month of news so after i came out it was like essentially catching up to uh catching up to the world in every in every way and also like going through 30 days of gr- this news which is essentially dark worrisome gruesome like i don't know what sort of adjective to, uh, to add further and then i also got to know that i came out inside a lockdown which is the worst thing that can happen to you if you've just finished your chilla because you want to run out of that room you do not want to stay in and with every single time i did my chilla like my, for example with my sir the first time he took me to like this remote village in the state of odisha and he took me out on we went on a trip to the eastern ghats and now i was being told that i had to stay in <laughs> so that was very difficult for like 20 days i was like eating my i don't know chewing my nails off and like pulling out my hair and it was suffocating i was tired i was weary i had no one to cook for me uh man it was a, it was one terrible experience but nothing compared to what the country and its people went through so let's not compare but i'm just saying it was just bad for me it was horrible thing but it's, it's all good now i came out with uh no issues with uh, i i came out with nothing man i came out with a lo- pretty long beard and like long hair and yeah because that's what you were supposed to do <laughs> like yeah, you were anyway. supposed to stay in yeah. till and it was <laughs> over and that's exactly what you did <laughs> yeah you just called it a chilla everyone else called it work from home <laughs> yeah and chilla plus 20 days of lockdown i guess yeah but it's great that we are in hyderabad that the lockdown was like eventually lifted and like numbers went down 
conveniently for me to come out after yeah that. man you didn't want to be in delhi then <laughs> my goodness me another 40 days <laughs> i think if I, if i was in delhi i would have uh, told myself let's do another chilla you know just for the sake <laughs> of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to t- take my uh, what's to lose just to take my I'm mind out of anyway. things I, yeah i'm at home anyway borrow a little bit of money someone will give you food and yeah. uh, you you'll be go- you, you're good so yeah essentially that's what happened with the chilla we spent some time on the chilla so no now, 40 days though but yeah so now <laughs> you are doing now you've you've come out of that you yeah it was very important for me to do it i i was really annoyed that i missed it last year and i'm very happy actually again in retrospect retrospect that you know it just i just do your times adapt to your times i guess but now i i, I at least have another way of doing chilla is how i look at it you know because uh, because yeah, i don't know what if gohati is not an option for some reason other than covid yeah yeah who knows or maybe look for options which are close by yeah you know sort of not like 3 hours away <laughs> on a plane <laughs> yeah so okay now you have a bunch of students you you've uh, you're still i guess no one ever really masters their craft there's always something more but you've mastered it to a certain extent right so how's it looking i mean going forward do you think you will continue teaching or do you think you'll do more of live shows um yeah so um i mean it's a very generic or a general thing to ask and i'll probably give you more answers which will increase like which will make an- answers will be a lot more ambiguous than you actually think so i essentially won't be able to answer your question in that sense so you have given a few starts to a few things uh as it happens with a tabla player more often than not uh just doing your practice doing a chilla you know getting ready uh, trying to be like a tabla solo player is not the only thing that you do or pursue rather let's just say pursue not do there's not the only thing you pursue because tabla is essentially is not essentially is actually a primarily a accompaniment instrument it is also that we it, it's also it's just that you also have you play tabla solos but it's essentially an accompaniment instrument so you play with sitarists you play with sarod players you play with flautists you play with violinists have have a mixed any other instruments yes i have you play with santur players i think we catch the drift you play with <laughs> other instruments i missed uh, now that i've mentioned so many i'll also uh, mention the <laughs> one that i missed you play with chennai players right so you have to play with them and when you play with them it's a, it's about rag so you have to go learn ragdari just to get the mood and and you're essentially playing with someone else so you have to go practice with them to know you know to ma- to essentially make what we call the jugalbandi sound uh, nice i guess right yeah. right so uh, that involves going to these places and practicing and and other apart from this there's another one which is basically the dance form right like the kathak so you play right. you have to play, go yeah. play with kathak dancers too so as a tabla player you're just also pursuing that so i've started things like that where um uh, i mean i was i would have done that done that and i i'd actually started that before uh, the pandemic also had started so i was just like i started off from where i left when it came to kathak but there's also a classical vocalist that I go practice with and things have started around there and that's how you essentially build up things like you just don't go there and play pe- with people you play with people you've practiced for a while 
Right. So you are kind of creating this ecosystem of people yeah. that you can actually go and perform live with. So, you know, you're you're building that out. Yeah, I'm building that out and so I'm like, trying to find out whether uh doing it like so for example, the way theater happens, right? Like you take a play and you perform that in one ve- venue every weekend. So I'm I'm seeing if I can uh you know, play with my play with uh, play tabla with sitar. uh i play with shruti she's an amazing sitar player you should check her out she's on instagram uh if shruti and i can perhaps play at some venue uh on a weekday on a, on a week on 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 a weekday in the evenings uh have like a show for around for the duration of 30 to 40 minutes and see if uh, there's some audience growth or and see if you can penetrate into the local scene and like I don't know what how else to put it. So essentially, that's that's an experiment to see if uh, your audience grows that way. The live scene audience is what I mean. Also, I'm trying to create a presence on Instagram. Let's see how that goes too. Sounds good. So lots of interesting things on the horizon. Um, I think let me kind of rephrase <laughs> my question. So what I wanted to ask was, are you looking forward? to be able to do live shows because i'm assuming that that's not something oh of course of course lot. i mean so uh, this is what uh, this is like i don't know this is almost like i'm producing my own shows right yeah but other than this i used to th- also thrive uh, there was there was a thriving ecosystem of you know managers approaching you approaching you for like uh private gigs and what not so yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to that but that's only for money i guess i don't know <laughs> is that is that like a right way to put it i mean sure i i i loved playing and like i enjoy playing uh, in these like sort of private gigs and events and what not but it's just that when you're pl- uh, playing with people you've practiced it just feels a lot more uh, i don't know what the what can i call it it feels a lot more uh, organic fulfilling fulfilling is what you feel later on <laughs> <laughs> right you know you yeah. it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like you play a sport together as a team and then you go back and like you're going through notes and like you're giving each other tips and tricks and you hopefully have taken care of that in your next performance so it's it's a lot more uh, i would say fun in that right. sense yeah yeah and uh, it's it's also a lot and as an artist you sort of grow that way a lot more because you're receiving honest opinion and you're getting honest feedback as opposed to you know just going to like an unknown place meeting an unknown person and just that's true uh, playing for an hour and going back home anyway and all you're left with is are a few videos which you can put on social media which is also good helps you with your presence that sounds so sad no <laughs> <laughs> go there you don't know the person you play for an hour you don't really like what you're playing they pay you well they pay you well you, you can buy some videos. groceries you <laughs> 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 can buy some groceries some ginger ale and uh, give essentially get ready for your next chilla whenever that is <laughs> yeah anyways So I think yeah so I think we've uh, gone from uh, where you started out to and where, I am where you now. are now and to what I'm pursuing to so yeah so, so just to put in a quick plug before we wrap up so if someone does want to learn tabla from you after they listen to this podcast how do they get in touch with you I'll be lead, we'll, I'll be leaving my uh, details you can also email us uh, you can email hyderabad hiccup leave us a dm on our instagram profile i'll respond to that too because we we run that handle or you can uh, i'll i'll leave my instagram details you can dm you can leave a direct message on instagram 
I'll also leave my email ID and phone number, I guess. Sounds in the uh, what do you call it description yeah sounds good so i think uh, thanks so much sarav yeah uh, for, for for people in hyderabad i teach in begumbet if you know where shop is top in begumbet is uh, i live in an apartment in the lane right next to it so you can come down and say hi so if you want to learn tabla or you want to stalk sarav uh, or if you, you want to come to just uh, come and say hi yeah <laughs> and stalk sarav <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thanks sarav don't he's joking don't please don't i am joking <laughs> i am joking yeah yeah you uh, yeah you can reach out to me and uh, it it'll be amazing actually uh, i love teaching i love teaching at the end of the day yeah sounds good um thanks so much sarav for uh, doing this episode and telling us so much and so many things that even i didn't know which i should have yeah which is very interesting right how much do we really know each other yeah uh, even after uh, going to school together and uh, and we should do podcast to find <laughs> out more <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you feel like you don't know who your uh, friend uh, uh, parents or anybody in this world really is who's also who also happens to be close to you uh, do a podcast episode with them ask them all the right questions and uh, yeah it i mean i actually loved it 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 was a nice way for me to just go back and relive those days perhaps yeah. and i always have these thoughts where what would i you know it's a typical one right like what would you have said to this some x year old person of your x year old person so what what would you have said to like a 15 year old sorrow and what not i i keep having these thoughts so sometimes i go there but most of the times i'm these days thankfully so busy that uh, i really don't know how the week goes by so yeah it's it's going great it's going great and hopefully it i just hope it stays that way and if it doesn't we've already established that this the podcast then becomes what not to do with your life <laughs> anyways let's let's hope uh, uh it serves as a record for uh, for whatever happens in the future yeah yeah um thanks for listening i've been kritath i am sorov and this is the hyderabad hiccup